yourself living in a shotgun shack. And you may find yourself in another part of the world. And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. And you may find yourself in a beautiful house with a beautiful wife. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? Greetings and welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, MD? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. How are you? Not bad. Uh, we had a we had an exciting week here in the market. Um, it was very very emotional. It was it was up and down, and 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 it was a lot of fun this week. I enjoyed it. Other than gold, man, I just said <laughs> everything was great except for gold. So. Um... Yeah, funny that, right? Uh, I can pick them. I can sure fucking pick them. So uh, to tell a little cute story, um, uh, we didn't go through this in pre-production, so I'm going to have to wing it. Okay. So uh, a, a long time ago, when I was working with uh, Fish Fan and Robbie at 515, we brought in this uh, uh younger kid to trade and um really uh really like this fellow and they stuck him next to me sort of like you know not keep an eye on him but just sort of keep an eye on him bring him into the fold shepherd him <laughs> yeah yeah and so one day he uh tells me he he wants to trade he's going to trade gold he had an idea in gold and uh, I don't remember whether it was long or short or whatever, but I look at him and I'm like, you know, you can do that. But, uh, you know, what do you, what do you think you know that everyone else doesn't? And, and he kind of had some explanation or something. Mm -hmm. And I, I think in the end, I, I kind of made the point, look, you know, you're new to proprietary trading, you know, sort of everyone that comes into proprietary trading, they want to trade like everything. Right. Some people grow up and learn to focus. Some mm -hmm. people like Kevin Muir don't. They want to do everything. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Kev. <laughs> Children would rather be abused than ignored, right? It's true. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I suggested to this young fellow maybe kind of focus on the area where you have some expertise. And then down the road, when you've established yourself. Okay. So anyway, uh, we had started uh, 5.15 just as the Fed had entered a long period of not moving interest rates. And I think at one point we had the assets up to over a billion dollars, which was pretty good. But, you know, for the way uh, Fishfan and Robbie uh, is their business, I was 
junior to them. That was mm-hmm. the design. Um, but very high level of analytical work and internal control. And, and, and as the Fed stopped moving, the opportunities in the market for the way we traded declined. And so our returns, while positive, were not spectacular. So got ultimately, it. people pulled the assets and we got down to a number where, uh, you know, Fish Fan and Robbie could be earning big bucks working somewhere else and seeing as the, the business model we were now in wasn't that exciting, we decided to uh, close up shop. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we did. And, and we, you know, everyone made money and it was all above board. And, and, and mm-hmm. But, you know, we all kind of went our separate ways. So this young fellow I'm talking about ends up at one of these bulge bracket hedge funds. And now by this time, I spent a lot of time with this fellow and uh, I had grown quite fond of him. Still to this day, keep in touch, which is, you know, Mm-hmm. For old chestnut, few and far between, right? right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, this guy's at this fund, and I, um, I don't remember exactly how, but memory seems to tell me I called up the head of the fund of the firm, big firm, you know, like forty billion in asset kind mm-hmm. of thing or whatever it was, and I said, uh, introduce myself, and I said, you know, you hired one of my former colleagues, and. Um, I probably shouldn't have told the story, but I'm too far down the rabbit hole now. Um, I, I speak to the guy and I said, "Look, I I think the world of this guy. Congratulations! In fact, I'd like to, I'd like to give money, but I only want him to manage it. I, I don't want to put it in your fund. I wanted to give it to this this specific fellow, right? Wow. And uh, um, which for me, I mean." You know, that's high praise, right? Yeah, the highest. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know what else <laughs> yeah. you're going to do. No, that's uh, it. So uh, anyway, this fellow, uh, he's a, in the hedge fund world, still a household name. Okay. he We have, I think, a fairly collegial discussion. But he said, you know, honestly, it's just not – that's just not how it works with the regulation. And so I we went our separate ways. We had a very pleasant end of the conversation. So my – former colleague uh, goes off and he starts doing very well in this fund. And he, you know, without sitting next to old chestnut, I think he starts to fiddle around in some other things. Mm -hmm. And um, the next thing, you know, I don't know if I have this exactly right. Uh, I should have checked with Leslie because he would know there was a trade with like the Euro dollar against the Swiss franc. Okay. And it was one of these stable, 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 stable things. And uh, I don't know. My friend, I guess, loaded up the boat, and there was some exogenous eight standard deviation event, which never happens other than twice a year. Right. And uh, I think my friend got caught the wrong way on that. And, and, and so he ended up uh, going somewhere else, which – you know, as you've seen in, in uh, a hedge fund world, this is an everyday occurrence. In fact, the schmo who the GameStop people took out tried to give the money back to the investors yeah. and have them return it to reset yeah. the high. Talk Mel- about Melvin Capital. Yep. Talk about audacity. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 So um, anyway, I've had this relationship ongoing with this 
former colleague friend. And the other day, oddly enough, he sends me an article, which is bearish on gold. <laughs> and he says, uh, you know, um, to the effect, you got to back up your words with action. I'm short in gold. And um, so he, he says, sends this to me. And I'm thinking, and the first thing that pops into my mind is that conversation we had. 25 and, and years now, ago? <laughs> yeah. And, and now keeping in mind, old chestnut, who's been hawking this fucking Lloyd <laughs> Blankfein for, trade around for two and a half years, right? Uh-huh. No street credit whatsoever. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, well, great. Good luck with it. You know, mm-hmm. hope it works. Yep. But a day or two later, I'm thinking, wait a minute. So I remember when he talked about trading gold with me way back when, and I suggested he don't do it. And then he goes off to this other place. And then he has the Euro Swiss moment. And I don't know whether that was his mandate or not, but when he mm-hmm. worked with me, it was 24 7, 365 fixed income. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I'm thinking, hmm, what are the odds that he gets short some gold? And you get one of these eight standard deviation mm-hmm. events. So uh, for whatever reason, and well, I seem to have gotten away with it over the years because I'm constantly giving people my opinion on their business, which I have no right to do, right? Yeah. But anyway, they still talk to me. So right, right, right. It, it, either it's humorous or they learn something or whatever. Exactly. So. So I'm like, what do I do about this? Because, you know, the whole game with trading is pattern recognition. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can call it different things. But so I'm thinking, let's see, the guy gets involved in Euro Swiss and it blows up. Now he's short gold. I'm like, well, if I don't say anything, maybe the market gods are going to punish him again. <laughs> but this time... Well, just that's going to benefit, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, nah, I'll just keep that one to myself. Okay. And it's like I tossed and turned all night. And the <sighs> next day I sent him a note and I said, look, I got no business telling you this. <laughs> but I don't think being short gold in this environment is the best risk reward, right? And uh-huh. uh and by the way, it, I'm sure he's made money on being short because it's, 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 you know, that saying eight pounds of shit in mm-hmm. a six pound bag? Yeah, it's 16 pounds of shit in a four pound <laughs> bag. And yet, every high intellect guy I read yeah. is talking about you got to have gold. I know, I know. And I, 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 I just don't understand why the fucking thing. I do know why I trade so bad because I own it. Exactly. That in a hundred percent. So and as soon as you get out of it, it you know, you'll get your eight standard deviation move up to yeah. twenty two hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So let's talk about good things. Okay. Um Kathy stepped on her dick again. Jesus, stop, please. They put her on CNBC. How it's amazing. It's incredible. And she hey, she's still getting money. She's okay. still getting money. It's incredible, dude. Well, as I think I emailed you in the business. We call that a more on trade mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or a more on trade. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, there's that saying about averaging down killed more so and so than so and so. It's like the gig's up. 
the bull market and bullshit is over. The the Fed gave the green light for the tough love. And, you know, so you go back to this pattern recognition thing. Back in the glory days of old chestnut at Greenwich Capital, they're always wanting us to bring new people and hire new people, yada, yada, yada. So uh, we had this uh, Polish PhD in physics worked with me and the gang and really nice guy, really nice guy. And there was apparently some young grandmaster chess champion that wanted to learn how to trade and or wanted to trade. Maybe he was trading. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So anyway, they want me to interview him. And I'm like, I don't like, I don't like hiring people. I, you know, anyway, Mm -hmm. so a very, very nice young man. And, you know, like world ranked chess player. And, and so, uh, I mean, I don't know what I'm going to talk to him about. I, I mean, I knew how to like move the rook. And, uh, <laughs> but so I said, tell me, how do you, how do you do it? I, you know, is it, are you so smart or whatever? And he goes, well, he says, the truth of the matter is the bulk of it's just pattern recognition. So, you know, you, you, you read all the history, mm-hmm. you see what your opponent's doing, you try and figure out a theme. And then you work off the theme. And and for simple guys like you and me, it's that football play off the wishbone. The quarterback gets the ball. He can either hand it, he can mm-hmm. pitch it, or he can throw it, right? So it's the option play, right? So so that pattern recognition theme has, has really resonated with me. And so um, I think last week, I'm pretty sure last week I, I gave you the idea we're in a transitionary market. I, I I really, you know, I pat myself on the back because I think this is one of these great concepts that if you're going to be around the markets for 10, 20, 30 years, you know, end up guy like me, Leslie, Fish Fan, Robbie, you know, you, you understand that you have periods of trends and you have st- stability. And when you get these changes, the, the sea change, you know, a transition, you have to be very careful because they typically, well, they, by, by definition, they don't happen very often. And uh, what precedes them are generally long periods where people get very comfortable with marginal trades, which one of our rules, maybe even a law on our desk was no marginal trade. Mm-hmm. Either you love the trade yep. or it's coming off mm-hmm. for a lot of reasons. One is no matter who you are, you are, you are resource constrained. If you're any good, you're resource constrained. Mm-hmm. Secondly, if you don't love the trade, then why bother? Go find mm-hmm. another trade mm-hmm. or, or go watch, you know, uh, go watch old school mm-hmm. or, um, you know, Mm-hmm. Ring the bell, you pansy. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, we're in one of these periods. And so I was looking at the uh, the treasury curve, my go-to. And the, the two-year note, call it a 272. Um, and you go out to maybe the five-year, which is a 295. So what's that, like? 23 basis points. That's it. Roughly. 
So you go out three years, you pick up 23 basis points. That's, that's not even nine basis points a year. Yeah. Rounding error. (laughs) Yeah. So the twos to bonds or bonds twos, which is Mm. it? I forget. Stop, please. 271, 272 to 3%. So now you're at 28 basis points for the curve. So we're going to call that ostensibly a flat yield curve. Okay. Now, uh, as you've seen, I have reams of historical P&Ls, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we've kept those aside in, a, in kind of like one of those uh, locked storage vaults for the mm-hmm. opening of the Morris B. Sachs, the third trading museum history <laughs> museum. Um, but I can tell you, uh, pretty much my worst year was 1997 when the curve was flat mm-hmm. and you know, a flat curve, there's not a lot in fixed income. There's not a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Now I know we're in a different world and I'm a, a flat earther and all that, but you know, in the treasury market, I'm going to guess there's not a whole lot of opportunity for people. And, you know, as one market goes, so, so do many others. Right. So now we're in this transitionary period where uh, you've had all of these uh, kind of story stocks, you know, uh, what's happening now is people are seeing we may be in a recession. Mm -hmm. So we had a a negative GDP growth for Q1. Q2, which uh, um, I hope I got these quarters right. I, I get confused with this stuff. But what originally I think people were looking for a massive second quarter uh, of growth. Now, I, you know, some of the sources I trust are looking for second quarter growth to be like 2%. Mm. These are, these are SAAR seasonally adjusted annual rate. Mm -hmm. So now you're kind of looking at maybe the first half of the year, no growth. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what happens is people get out their paper and pencil old school and they're like, well, I got this teledoc thing that, you know, <laughs> is supposed to be making money like five years from now. Yeah, but yeah. Or, or maybe, I don't know, maybe they make money now. I don't know a fucking thing about them other than Schmo grabs a handful <laughs> hours before earnings. <laughs> as, as my wife would say. Who does that? Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think? You what do, what do yeah. you what do you what do you 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 are a gambling addict. Yeah. Yep. And she loaded up even more after it had gone down. Like Friday, she was still buying it, buying right. it, buying awesome. it. Good, good. I fucking love that. You know the um, I, f- just for the sake of clarity, okay. And, and you've seen this. I I believe. I think I'm, I don't want to start crying. I think I'm a kind, caring, sensitive person. But when you have some broad running around with her fucking hair on fire, claiming she understands shit no one else does, I'm like, as Leslie would say, I got to call bullshit on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and once again, I don't have uh, the patience to do this. But if you stripped out, Tesla from her P and L and a couple others and maybe Bitcoin, 
what do you got? And, oh, and finally, the, the chart that uh, we have on our website, ibwoc.com, which is now pretty far down of my yeah. little things, show that the bulk of the people who put money with her are down money. Mm-hmm. So why do they keep having her on CNBC? It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, so going back to pattern recognition, this is what it is. It's people get this thing stuck in their head and they can't, they yep. can't fight it. Right. So that phrase, don't just do something, sit there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or why did I put the movies on in the trading room? Right. Because yeah. sometimes the best thing to do is sit on your hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's say you're, Joe Blow, portfolio manager at Shitrock Inc., right? And your job is treasuries. Yep. You're the treasury portfolio manager. And you're sitting here, and the two year note is 272, and the bond is 3%, 28 basis points for the whole curve. So now there's no value added other than you got to pick a duration, meaning. Mm-hmm you think rates are going up or down. And if you think they're going down, you want to buy longer. And if you think they're going up, you want, you want to buy shorter Mm -hmm. and there's no edge, right? Because you know, this concept of carry, which is the yield on the security, less your overnight rate, very shortly on a forward basis, uh, the carry is going to be zero. So you don't even get a head start, wow. right? Yeah. And I know, I know you're dying to ask me because you wake up every morning and after you ask, where are my aircraft carriers? <laughs> <laughs> the next question is, where's the five-year, five-year forward? <laughs> yeah. And that answer is 270. So, wow. I mean, so now you're looking at 10 years of nothing. Yep. And it's all about you guessing which mm-hmm. way the rates are going to go. And, and uh, where do you I, think I, the rates are going? Which rate? <sighs> Why does a Jew always answer a question? Yeah, yeah. With a question? Thank you, Rabbi. <laughs> Baruch Hashem. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Which rates do I think? I think, uh, well, that's a great question. The two year note in a 272, uh, I, you know. I'm going to go higher. You think it hits three? I, I think three is a distinct possibility. Three, five? Um, you know, now we're starting to get a little bit tougher, right? So um, I, I, I got it. Now we're getting into a, a, a zone of caution for me, right? Because right now, the two year note yields a ton compared to the overnight rate. So that part of the curve is very steep. Uh, as the Fed tightens, that steepness is going to collapse. And ultimately, you could have a pick a number, a 3% overnight rate, a 3% two-year, a 3% five-year, a 3% 30-year. I mean, that's one potential outcome. So do I see like a 5% two-year note? No, okay. I, 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 I don't. Um, I agree. Uh, thank you. Uh, I, no, I appreciate that. I, I mean, because now we're getting into the 
the notion of trying to pick the terminal rate, which is, you know, I like, I think that's a mistake to try and pick that. Mm -hmm. So um, what I've kind of done is because now uh, as I've kind of been on the sidelines with cash to invest, I'm saying to myself, what do you think is a reasonable rate to start putting money to work? And so you come back to the question to me is, well, what's the inflation number going to be? And look, I mean, you know, people a lot smarter than me have, well, they have an opinion, but they don't know any more than me about where it's going to end up. But, you know, I think for a prolonged period of time, it's hard to have the inflation rate be much above 5%. So if I could construct things that I thought were going to return me 5%, I, I would feel like I need to start putting money to work. Mm -hmm. okay. um, now, you're not getting the two-year note back to 5%. I, I just don't see that in the, in the near future. Uh, with a 3% two-year note, could you have a 5% long bond? Yeah, sure. Okay. You know, uh, but, you know, it's it's this path dependency, and I don't know how this is going to shake out just yet. So, um, like Warren Christopher, again, I urge caution, uh, except with the equities. So, um, Interesting. Why I'm not sure you you took my meaning exactly right. The Schiller PE is thirty two and a half. Still high. Okay, is very high. Yeah. And whether you think we're going into a recession or not, you have to admit that we've got very slow growth, and there are very few things to look to on the horizon as bright spots. The one thing people keep pointing to is household liquidity. Like people are flush with cash. Yeah. Okay. So granted, um, how much of that <clears throat> is because they're generating free cash flow? How much of that is because of the stimmy stuff that's gone? They just haven't spent it. Mm -hmm. You know, so I, I, I don't really, I don't really know. Then there's the argument that, people can very reasonably make. If you can look out and all you see is bad news, you could say it's priced into the market. And, you know, it's history is rife with people with quotes like, you know, you, you buy when you hear the cannons and you sell when you hear the trumpets or something like that. So, but um, none of this stuff looks to me like I need to do much. And as you pointed out uh, last week, the Berkshire Hathaway stock has done very well. I guess they're having their meeting this weekend. Yeah, maybe today, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't get an invite. Charlie, Charlie's already. I've already seen snippets of Charlie firing off great one-liners about. Uh, really? Oh yeah, stuff going. Somebody asked him about like Teladoc or something like that, or I forget what it, forget what it was. Maybe. Oh, I think it was Robinhood. I think, and I think he said oh. the market is getting just. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I, I don't think generally market bottoms, keeping in mind I fucked this up, what, what we historians will call my plan B moment, <laughs> um, uh, generally you there's a catharsis, there's a 
they call it, you know, the towel dropping and uh, you need a high profile person to go out. And, and I don't think we've seen that yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, there's clearly been a disturbance in the force. Uh, I, I really am uh, quite impressed with my uh, comment last week about, you know, is it a, bull, a, bull, a bear market? And I'm like, well, you know, when you're out of work, it's a depression. And when your neighbor's out of work, it's a recession. So depending on your basket of stocks, you might be like, I don't know what everyone's moaning about. Yeah. And yeah. Or it might be, you know, my 401k is now a 201k. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't know. So we'll see. What I do know is uh, yet another week has gone by and a bunch of uh, cryptocurrencies have gone missing. Oh, hundreds of millions of dollars. And I didn't check with Bank America uh, or JP Morgan, but I don't think in that period of time, anyone's robbed any of their banks and stolen any money. Nope. Um, Although we did get our credit card uh, hacked again. So we had to get a new credit card, but that was, that certainly wasn't hundreds of millions of dollars. Right, right, Uh, right. Much, much as they tried. Uh, (laughs) Our limit's not that big. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of big guys blowing up, um, how about Bill Wang getting handcuffs and uh, and his and his henchmen rolling and testifying against him and and he's gonna he's got some serious he's looking down the barrel of some serious charges. Um, and and he's got an interesting relationship with Kathy. He seeded the the Ark Fund, you know. Yeah. Well, you know how um, um, did you know I was a police officer in in Chicago? No, no, no. no. Um, it's it, it's the sort of thing I've watched enough on TV to kind of know how it works. So <laughs> if the in fact, there's a comment about occurred to example like the the mother in New Canaan goes missing. Yeah, and they think maybe the husband cut it, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, if uh, Bill Wang has been breaking the law, uh, and his pals Kathy Wood, they're going to go sniffing around Kathy Wood. Mm-hmm. So, for all of you schmoes putting money in, maybe you want to rethink that and wait mm-hmm. till the coast is clear, because yeah. you know, um, it's a tough association. Uh, what, well, a friend of mine's a lawyer, and he said something. I guess it's a fairly common quote, but he said a district attorney could indict a ham sandwich yeah, if he of wants to. No, 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 no. A grand jury. A grand, a grand jury. jury. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, um, yeah, I, I don't know why I'd be rushing to give her money, especially because you can go and she tells you what she owns anyway. Dude, you know, just this week they announced that, there, that there's a new ETF that doubles. It's a two X arc. Two two times. So if you're if, if you're not happy losing ten percent a day, you can double that and lose well, twenty. But if the margin requirement's fifty percent, why would you need to buy a two x? I have no idea. I'm not a stock guy. I, I, I clearly I don't understand. But a two x fund. By the way, it's a those are flawed products. Interesting. I don't yeah. know. Did, did you understand these 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 leveraged ETFs are flawed? Just a quick explanation. They're meant to give you the one-day change. Okay. Okay. So if you buy it at 100 and the stock market goes up 
the the stock should go to you know 102 because mm-hmm, it's double mm-hmm. right mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. but they rebalance at the end of the day to kind of give you this equation right okay, now yeah. it goes down 1% now you're going to end up you know in the end the the re- rehedging Mm-hmm. Is always works against you. So if you held them long enough, they're ultimately all going to zero. Yeah. Wow. Um, so I I don't know. I guess you know where are the customers' private jets? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Where, um, are, the, where are the customers' yachts? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, they're they're picking on her and. I mean, look, I, I'm sure she's a nice lady, but hey, you know. I wouldn't pick on her if she wasn't on CNBC every, you know, she's, if she's going on CNBC Friday afternoon at two o'clock with the S and P's NASDAQ down 3% and she's going to tell me that she's, she, I, I love the the situation right now. You, yeah, I'm, you, you're, you're, you're going to evoke a reaction from everyone watching it, like it, or, you know, whether you like it or not. It's sort of like the guy, you know, I'd like 10,000 marbles, please. <laughs> I mean, I don't, you know, what are you going to do? What, what, literally, what are you, what are you going to say? So, um, that's why I think, you know, don't just do something, sit there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, for me, keep in mind, I haven't done this professionally a long time. Uh, it was always very key in these repricings, these transitions to keep yourself in a position to be fluid and able to act when something got absurd. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when you look at a Schiller PE of 32, right. And your inclination is to be an owner or to buy 32 is absurd, but it's absurd the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, on the other hand, you know, is we've said, investing is completely individual, right? If I was 21 and, you know, had to start over, yeah, I'd start nibbling into the the broader market stuff because I know over 20-something years mm-hmm. um, it's going to work out. But, you know, that ain't me and that ain't my personality. And mm-hmm. so, uh, um, but... Two year notes at a two seventy. Okay, uh, it's not a bad place to to hang out and chill for a while. Now, that's fully taxable. It's not great, mm-hmm. but you know, I'll take a taxable two seventy versus a down fifteen percent. So you know that, like when I got guilted into buying some stock. You know, I bought 1% of stock. Mm-hmm. Okay. My dollar cost averaging study. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which is quickly becoming a uh, Daniel Ailey behavioral economics report. <laughs> um, so, so I bought the 1% mm-hmm. and I said in a month, I'm going to buy another 1%. Well, the month comes and goes. And I, Obviously, I'm too busy, right, and, right. Uh, but I keep looking at the thing, and I'm down six percent on that one percent. And so my brother would say, "Well, that's nothing. You're only right. down one percent." I'm like, "Yeah, but I'm down." Right, right, right. There's yeah. no down. There's yeah, no yeah. down in baseball. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> so um, 
I, I feel like we're in one of these times that I'm very happy to uh, be waiting. You know, I'm a little disappointed that we don't give um, we we don't give. Um, I'm sorry. Hope, hopefully that didn't ring through to the <clears throat> broadcast. Um, <clears throat> uh, I'm a little disappointed we don't give uh, specific examples of things to buy and sell because I found a couple of things that I I sort of like. Um, Let's go. Give it to me. No, I I, I can't. I'll, I'll give come it on, to you come offline. Come on, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> no, because no, I, I, you know, no, I, I can't. Okay, yep, 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 yep. I'll, I'll, I'll give them to you offline. But, yep, yep. you know, to my point is these things, I've trafficked in these things for 10 years. And okay. I've been in and out of them. And, you know, the part A where I got out of everything at the high, mm-hmm. okay, th- these things are back to levels, which are like, yeah, these are these are starting to look pretty good. But okay. we're talking in the whole universe of shit to look at, right? We're talking about a couple of things, yeah. And uh, in in what that tells me is number one, with the stuff that I'm interested in, I'm not going full retard yet, right? Understood. Because yep. when the shit hits the fan, all correlations go to one, and this stuff's going lower. But I like the dollar cost averaging on stuff you like, and and so. Uh, but there's our they're they're starting to see glimmers of things to do, but uh, yeah, I would be very very cautious. And I mean, the Fed hasn't even fucking pulled the trigger once. Are they even done with the quantitative easing? Uh, are they still adding? Yeah, I, I was going to say. I think they've said that they are, but if you look at the balance sheet, I don't no, know no. What I what, what I mean is, I know they've got a plan to to stop adding and start mm-hmm. running off. I don't think, I don't know that we've hit that point yet. And I'm embarrassed to say I should know and I don't, but I'm guessing it's June. Yeah. So we don't even have the money. <clears throat> we might not even have the money leaving the system yet. Wow. Yeah. And June, yeah. you know, it, it, once again, I apologize yeah. for not knowing and I should, but Hey, it's free. Right. So you get what you pay for. You, you can but, go look it up. <laughs> yeah. Which I'm going to do, right? But uh, uh, not till uh, you know, not till I nap. But uh, but the point being, all these things work, but it's a game of musical chairs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know the the bad trades force the good trades out of the market. Yeah. <clears throat> There's that means something, you know. And so when we were sitting in Greenwich. <clears throat> And you'd be in a transitional period and someone would have a trade on. And I'd be like, <clears throat> excuse me, do you love this trade? And unless it was, yes, I love it, it would it would be like, get the fuck out. Because some schmo has got the same thing as you and he's going to get forced out. How could you love Teladoc? How could you love Robinhood? How could you love Coinbase? Or, you know, the list goes on and on. It's just incredible. Yeah. Well, I look. I'll, I'll give you a little pushback, tiny pushback. Maybe you believe, okay? Yeah, fair. And 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 I mean, Amazon. What did it go down? Ninety percent, okay? But that was a long fucking time to wait, Tell right? Me, yeah. yeah. And 
uh, it didn't, it wasn't down 90% at the buy, you know, at the high of the bull market, it was mm-hmm. down 90% at the low of the bear market or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, the talking heads, you know, they're, they're going to say, we need to be doing this. We need to be doing that. Uh, now, you get paid a little money for sitting on your hands. And I know it doesn't beat inflation, but it beats a minus sign. Mm-hmm. And uh, once again, referring to uh, my rabbi, uh, Dr. Leslie Harris, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes breaking even is a win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, oddly enough, I, I ran my P&L close of business yesterday. I'm flat for the year, which... Okay. Um, you know, compared I mean, to the S and P, that's down fifteen percent. You know, well, imagine if you had your. My, I mean, every advisor in the world would have me in a sixty forty portfolio. So the ten year note rates doubled, mm-hmm. and the stock market's down five to ten percent. Yeah, I don't think that all that advice plus the fees, right? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. What else did you see this week that you liked other than up and down volatility in the market? Anything else excite you? No, it was, no, I, is no, one of the, uh, the commenters on our, our website posted, um, my 46 week, uh, forecast of the Ukraine war, um, not looking so good. Uh, 46 days, <laughs> 46 days. Yeah. Notice how I tried to slide that by you. You might get a 46 week instead. Yeah. Nope. Uh, that's a bad situation. Yeah. It's not, I, I mean, you got to look and see what happens on May 9th. Uh, you know, they're going to have their victory day or their parade or whatever. Russia's going to trot out. You know, that's a big deal in Russia, May 9th. You know, people have, I mean, you can, you know, just watch the news and they'll tell you this that, you know, he's either going to escalate to full war or complete war. But I mean, just from the outside looking in, it, it's that looks like a quagmire for a while with no solution. Um, mm-hmm. If not quietly escalating to drag NATO into it and then us, um, you know, yeah. I, I have nothing to add. You know, I have no insight to add to that. Yeah. But that is not a pretty situation. Yeah. Can you explain to me why the ruble had the best month <clears throat> ever? You know, something like that. Well, they they forced. I, I look. I don't know. Mm-hmm. My my peanut gallery view. <clears throat> they got these people to start paying for energy in rubles. Yeah. Yep. And uh, then. Uh, I think they're talking about pegging the ruble to gold at some ratio or something I, like that. I, I saw that. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Uh, I don't know what that means. It certainly must not be good for gold because gold did nothing but go down. But, um, uh, you know, these deep thinkers keep coming back to gold is going to end up being a legitimate medium of exchange. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it makes some sense in some regard, but people are too enamored with the Bitcoin and, and uh, Ethereum and uh, Web 3.0 and monkeys Web, and Web 3.0. Oh, man. Ed, Ed just made my week when he sent me that. I had I, I honestly I couldn't tell. All right. So anyone that, that, that's interested, just go to 
www.web3isgoinggreat.com. Apparently, it's a real website. Um, but yeah, Ed, Far- Ed sent that over this week, and it's just one headline after another of crypt- crypto scams. Saddle Finance loses more than $11 million in a hack. $80 million stolen from FEI Protocol and Rari. Deuce Finance exploded for $13 million. Scammers create fake Louis Vuitton NFT project. I mean, when people are buying NFTs for $5 million, I mean, you, you knew that, that we were in a, in a bad place. Um, yeah, yeah, I suppose. I, I mean, I, I, you know. Okay, here's one that's going to really bother you. Fide- <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Fidelity plans to allow people to yeah. put retirement savings into Bitcoin. Yeah, you know what? I, I want to figure out a way to start an ETF on law firms that are going to defend people for suing the companies allowing them to do the Bitcoin stuff because there's a, you know, this sort of prudent man, fiduciary responsibility. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know. I, I think somebody might be able to make an argument that allowing people to buy something with retirement savings that is this new thing that's been around for 10 years that's rife with examples of fraud and theft, uh, incredible volatility. How do you – that's that's the uh, little tidbit that the Novos and and the Kathy Woods kind of miss out and, you know, boring old chestnut here who, you know, one foot in the grave kind of thinks about things, which is, you know, when you have a chunk of money that people give to you to manage as a fiduciary, that's a big deal. Okay. So a little, little pro tip here. You know, you, you're too young to go through this, but like, so one day, hopefully years from now, many years from now, your parents are going to pass on. And Whatever assets they have is it's going to be their estate, okay? Then there's going to be a person in charge of cleaning up and distributing the estate, and uh, that's called the, the executor mm-hmm. of the estate, okay? And this person's job is to look at the wills and distribute the assets in accordance with the person's wishes, Okay. If you fuck that up as a trustee, you're personally liable. Interesting. So if you give Joe brother three, you know, 50 grand and he's only supposed to get 20 grand. And in the end, you're out the 30 Mm -hmm. grand. Mm -hmm. It's coming out of your pocket. Yeah. Got it. So here's this understanding of obligation and fiduciary responsibility. So, the the thing I would say is if there's any investment manager and he puts his client into a Bitcoin or an NFT and it goes south, my first argument is going to be, how did you consider that an appropriate investment for this person? And I, I would love to hear the the pushback on it because I've given you the 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 counter argument it hasn't been around forever it's not universally accepted by governments right there's incredible examples of it being stolen of there being fraud 
mm-hmm. it, it providing liquidity for nefarious activities, yet you put my client into the security, you know, I, I mean, it would never go anywhere. They'd settle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. it'd be for a big number. Yeah. So, you know, when Kathy's talking about institutions are going to be, when I mean, yeah, maybe, yep. you know, there's, I'm not that smart. I'm not a lawyer. I don't know. But, and, and of course the easy pushback is, you know, you missed out, have fun, stand poor, by right, the way, right. I'm, I'm not poor. So mm-hmm. I, and I'm plenty happy without the fucking Bitcoin, mm-hmm. but you know, maybe it's this pattern recognition, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so that woman I told you, I'm very fond of the Goldman Sachs saleswoman, Noreen Harrington, mm-hmm. you know, she went in and these people with the Mets or whatever wanted to put money and made off. And she was like looking at the returns and, and she was like, this, this can't fucking be right. So I, I think the long and the short of it is I, I think they got rid of her because they didn't like the answer. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, if your friend they did that, you're right because the Wilpons lost a, a ton of money, and they I think they almost lost the Mets. They had to sell the yeah. Mets to Steve Cohen eventually because of all okay. the money that they lost in, in yeah. Madoff. So they yeah. should have listened to her yeah. 10, 15, okay. 20 years ago. Yeah. Boom. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So um, right now we're going through a similar thing with the the Bitcoin, maybe. So if you bought Bitcoin at five thousand and sold it at twenty five thousand. And you went away and you're done with it, you won. Yep. Way to go. Okay. If you're putting it in your 401k because you think it's going to a million, because Kathy told you it's going to a million, it 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 may well. I'm not mm-hmm. telling you, but this notion, if part of your balance sheet analysis is that, you know, Kelpers and TIAA Cref and you know, yada, yada, yada is going to be buying it. Like maybe they will, but you know, if that thing loses money, like for instance, you know, Michael Saylor has got that, that firm was a micro strategy, something like that. I mean, so, I mean, he's a chucklehead, but Mm -hmm. what happens if the Bitcoin goes down? Okay. Well, I'll tell you what'll happen. Nothing. Because what, what happens here is, the board of governors, or excuse me, the boards of directors, they're not treated like the trustee in the estate example I gave you. It's like, oh, we fucked up. Sorry. Uh, okay, thank you, Mr. And Mrs. Jones. Here's your check for 50000 bucks for attending the board meeting. And uh, there's a limousine downstairs waiting to take you to the airport. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these decisions, which are just so absurd, if these people held personal liability. I I don't think you'd see a lot of this stuff. I don't think you'd see Apple building iPhones in China. Oh, by the way, well, just personal example. I ordered a new iPad uh, six weeks ago, eight weeks ago. They told me it would be ready April 21st. Mm-hmm. And April 21st comes and goes. Right. And nothing i'm like did i order that thing like i i I, you know i know you get old you you know grandpa forgets right yeah yeah um but uh no they just changed the delivery date by three months and didn't bother telling me because i went back and i looked at when the right i was like yeah yeah yeah. right And, and so uh 
Yeah, I guess maybe the slaves aren't working as hard or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah they're you all, know. they literally lock them in the factories. They don't let them go home. They, you know, that's how they they used what they called it like a closed loop or something at the at the Qualcomm factory and the Tesla factory. They just brought in mattresses and they said, "Look, if we get locked down, you're just going to keep working." Yeah. No, it's frightening. Um, you said something interesting this week when I emailed you and I said, you know, do, do I want the market to go up or do I want the market yeah, to go I down? Said down? Down. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're, you, you're 40. Yeah. I'm 61. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, you know, you're not 61. If it goes down now and you buy it when you're 61, it'll That's be how higher. I felt. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I would say, as I have many times to many people, I've done all these different businesses, right? And in the end, if I just took the fucking money and bought the SPYs, okay, the result would be the same. If you listen okay? to your brother, yeah. Yeah, if I just listen to Uncle Mark, okay? If I just listen to Uncle Mark. That's all you had to um, do. I, now... I wouldn't have learned all these things, Fair. right? And yep. and um, whether I've imparted information, wisdom, fun, experience to people, uh, I had a great time doing it. But I, you know, I, I had a lot of, I had to do a lot of extra work than just <laughs> sitting there getting the Charles Schwab statement once a month. In fact, I'm still dealing with some one of these real estate things. I did. It's. I have to think about it now. Eight years ago, I did it eight years ago, and I'm still fucking tangling with something that because it's not a listed stock. It's not like you can go, hey, I don't like these guys. Yeah, or, I don't yeah, like yeah. it, and yeah. just fucking call up the phone and just say, hit the fucking bit. It's like, no, it's real life. Yeah, you know, it's 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 Teladoc. I mean, I don't. How do you tell? How, what do you do? One eight hundred Teladoc. I don't know. You got to make it work. I, all I like I said. We had this little sensor. You put it in the fucking tire, and it would tell you when you were going to get a flat tire. And I didn't make any money. <laughs> didn't you have so, an idea for snowboard bindings too? That you just step onto the board. Oh, mag- yeah, magnetized. Yeah, yeah. Well, Burton Burton makes those now, not with the magnet. No. You, just, you just step in. You, they're just step in bindings. No more binding on the board. It's a clean board. You put your boots on the board, and you're in. No magnet, but it's a it's well, a that, variation of your idea. <laughs> is it a clicker? Yeah. Because K two yeah. came out with the clicker, but the problem would be the snow would get in the boot, and you couldn't know. This they, is, Burton mastered it, and every time, and really? I and I tried them last winter, and I was like, "Oh, this is kind of like MB's invention." <laughs> yeah, you know what I? I don't even know what to say, but Sorry. you flatter me. Thank Sorry, you. thank you. So, uh, well, I guess uh, we made it through another show. I had absolutely nothing prepared for today. Um, I have, oddly enough, run across a couple of people um, who are way out of what I would have considered to be our uh, target audience. And so there's this, uh, you may have heard of this thing, the Leadville 100, Mm -hmm. the race, right? Mm -hmm. You familiar with this? Never forget it. So so they have the stage race where Mm -hmm. it's, they cut it up over three days. And so um, I had planned on doing that until, you know, 
I had my flip over the bars and mm-hmm, the, mm-hmm. and the this and the that, and I've been banned. Um, I've been officially banned by Norba. Right. <laughs> but but uh, so what I'm doing is I'm taking a couple of buddies. They're going to race it, and I'm going to be support. Dude, you know, that's I, that's the best. I think yeah, you get the yeah, enjoyment right. of the race. You get to watch, and you don't have to fucking right. pedal for 14 right. hours. So uh, as part of this thing, you know, part of it's a charity thing, and they raise money for like the Leadville kids and awesome. like the American Cancer Society. And so as I'm changing, like, hey, so and so, I'm not racing because of my back, but I want to swap in this guy or that guy, and I realized the person works for like the American Cancer Society, mm-hmm. and she says, uh, "I got to tell you something." She says, I listened to your podcast. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck did that happen? She goes, well, somebody said there was this guy who did Leadville, and he's kind of funny, and he's got a, he and his pal are really easy to listen to. And, and so she says, I, yeah, I don't understand the financial stuff, but it's, it's kind of fun. And so it made me think, you know how like you follow your thoughts? Mm-hmm. So. You have Lance Armstrong. He gets brain, lung, and t- testicular cancer, right? And he survives. What I'd like to know is how long did it take from the time he realized he was in remission till he started doping again? <laughs> he, he's got a podcast. Maybe you can go on his show or maybe we you can think- blend our shows and he'll spill his guts to us. <laughs> You think he'll take that question? He should. You know, he's come clean. He came clean to Oprah a little bit. I I like Lance. I, I I'm a big Lance supporter, actually. Um, yeah. I don't give a shit about him taking drugs to race bikes. That's that's part and part part and parcel of bike racing to me. And for him to be the American kid from Texas that went out and kicked the shit out of European bike racers for 10 years and was a badass about it. I don't care. Everyone else in that group was doped. Sorry that he was better. He might've doped more. It's not, what am I yeah, on? I'm yeah. on the bike for five hours. Okay, five fine. Hours yeah. It's a fair I, game. I'm man. With, I, I stipulate my only pushback, gentle pushback and kids muffs muffs. He was such a cunt yep. to so many people. Emma that, O'Reilly, that, he was he ruined that poor lady. That was his masseuse. Frankie Andreu. Yep, Frankie and Andreu. Yep, I yeah, I'm lockstep with you on okay. that. Yep. So uh, there, I used the c word, yep. which uh, no, that's um, that's a fair assessment of that situation. Yeah, you know, I see we're about out of time, which is too bad because I had that great elephant joke I wanted to tell. Come on, let's. Let, no, no, I'm not, no, I'm not telling that one. I can tell you. How about I tell you, you want to, should we just Kevin, end it there? I mean, you, I mean t- no, since you took a shot at Kevin in, in minute three, you get, and he wants the jokes, give him, give him and his father some jokes. Okay. Okay. All right. So here's a, here's a joke. So I'm going to modify it a little bit. Okay. So the queen of England is on a game show. Okay. And, uh, what happens is she gets to ask three questions and then she's got to guess what this item is. Right. And you know, it's uh, like there used to be an old TV show where they did it in the United States 
So the item she has to guess is a horse's cock. <laughs> so, Your Majesty, welcome to our show. You are given three questions. Thank you. Question number one. Is it bigger than a bread box? <laughs> no, Your Majesty, it's not bigger than a bread, bread box. Thank you. Question number two. Is it edible? <laughs> hmm. Well, well, Your Majesty, I, I suppose it is as edible. She says, is it horse cock? <laughs> <laughs> But um, should that be Kevin? There you go. <laughs> oh boy, let's wrap it there, bud. I'll see you <laughs> next week, buddy. I love you, pal. That was so much fun. Thanks. Thank a lot. you. Cheers.